0: Hey, welcome back to the infamous podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And Daryl, this is episode 304 Slowly Shutting the Gate. What gate? Uh, okay, so before we get started, I'm just gonna tell everybody we are ranting <laughs> this week. Uh I think that's a good way to With put a it. Purpose. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're not ranting, we're it's not yelling pur- at the clouds. Like we're we, we have yeah. a point to what we're doing this week. Um, I am just gonna say, uh, hopefully, Dan Slot blocks me after this. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. So this week we are we were talking about this just rash of not just comic book creators, but just creators and actors and and whatnot in general, just bullying fans um and 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 being really just kind of ungrateful for the position that fans have given them does that is that my summing that up right yeah very very correct that's correct okay um and then we're going to talk about episode 2 of heels and we have one solitary news bite so i have to take the s out in the um the subhead <laughs> uh because there's no bites this week, just bite. Uh, and so we're going to get started with that. Uh, this came out in Variety on the 25th, so that'd be Wednesday of this week. Ethan Hawke is in a horror film called Black Fo- Black Phone, which is, uh, as Variety says, Poised as the next Blomhouse smash, and it apparently traumatized the crowd at CinemaCon, which was happening in Las Vegas this week.
1: Okay, so, well, one, CinemaCon seems to have had a lot of stuff, dude. Really cool stuff.
0: Ton of stuff came out of CinemaCon this week.
1: Uh, I mean, that's how we got the Spider-Man trailer. Um, Yeah, I mean, there was some. They show footage of, I believe, they show footage of Top Gun Maverick. uh, Some, some. uh, They they actually screened Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, I'm trying to think. There were a couple other things that I mean, they're. I mean, I know we had uh, a couple of things, you know, San Diego Comic-Con and some other things earlier this year, but I mean, and again, I understand that now you're seeing more movies come into theater, so you, they're able to do some of this stuff, but I'd say based on what
0: I've heard, CinemaCon was a winner. Yeah, it was the best convention that they've had since uh, the world went to shit and back. Yeah so um okay so this movie reunites ethan hawk with his uh sinister did you ever see sinister yeah i i liked it uh, so, enough yeah it, it's so, actually on netflix scott now, I scott believe. derrickson who isn't that the guy who directed the first uh, dr strange yes and he left dr strange
1: yeah. to overcreative creative difference so okay
0: that's that's always a great sign for a marvel movie when that happens um, so, but this is an adaptation of a short story by Joe Hill, uh, the writer of *Lock and Key*, who is also yes. Stephen, Stephen King's, King's son. much more talented son. Um, <laughs> World, uh, no, I, I was about to say World War Z, but I got myself. That's Max <laughs> no, Brooks. Yeah, yeah, that's Max Brooks. <laughs> um, so, *Black Phone* follows an abducted boy locked in a basement um, that's stained with the blood of half a dozen half a dozen other murdered children. In the cellar with him is an antique telephone long since disconnected, which rings at night with calls from the dead. I don't like horror. I mean, like, you know, I I just I don't like horror as a genre. Uh, That's kind of (laughs) cool. It's it's messed up. Yeah,
1: I'm not really what you would call a horror fan either. I'm not one of those connoisseurs of, oh, yes, let's check out this movie Martyrs, which... I've read enough about that. I'm never going to watch it. Yeah. But, uh, I, stuff does kind of catch me every now and then. Like I, I like the conjuring universe for the most part, and uh, you know, there's stuff here and there. I, I like some of the a 24 or Blumhouse movies. So this does really seem interesting. And I did not know Ethan Hawke had a no bad guys rule. Mm. That he's breaking for this movie. Yeah,
0: I, I that was that was news to me as well. Um, I think that's kind of new, right? Um, or well, maybe I'm because I'm trying to think. Like, I, maybe I guess he never. I guess he wasn't a bad guy in Training Day, was he?
1: No, he was the he was the uh, the face.
0: Yeah, the face to uh, Denzel's heel. Um, but so this was uh, adapted by Dick Dickerson and uh, C. Robert Cargill. Uh, and it co stars Jeremy Davies, E. Roger Mitchell, Madeline McGraw, and James Ransom. So Um Oh yeah, I guess he wasn't even a bad guy in the purge. So
1: No, he was the one of the uh aff- afflicted families.
0: Yeah. So
1: Yeah, I'm going through his list and no, I I'm not I mean, he played Jolly the Pimp in Valyrian and the City of a Thousand Planets, but i don't think he was a bad guy yeah i and again some of these movies i don't know what they are well he was the bad guy in the
0: explorers (laughs) 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 i'm kidding i'm kidding um no i mean this is cool like we like i mean we've we we did the the whole like blomhouse thing at halloween which we're gonna do again with the uh the amazon blomhouse uh what was it called i forget Welcome, welcome to House. Yeah, welcome to Blomhouse. They're, they actually,
1: or uh, they actually did the trailer a few days ago
0: of the four movies coming out.
1: In
0: oh, October. I missed. I gotta, I gotta go track those down. But I mean, like Jason, Jason has done like some really amazing things with this studio, making these like really. It, it's kind of like filmmaking of yore, if you will. Like, and when I say yore, I'm talking about the 90s, where we had this like explosion of indie film. Where it was, you know, three to ten million dollar movies, or even less in some cases, like hundred thousand dollar movies, that got sold at film festivals, that were game changing films. Mm -hmm. And while I don't, I don't think much of the, uh, the 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 supernatural horror stuff is super game changing as far as like just national, you know, culture conversation. It's still fantastically important in filmmaking right now because it's a it's a style of filmmaking uh, as far as the indie indie type content and the fact that they all make huge huge profits yeah so i mean he's doing something right because people enjoy going to that and this is going to be in the theaters on january 28th 2022
1: yeah so i i i'm wondering when i'm i'm curious to know when a trailer actually a trailer is gonna you know hit the interwebs and all that because again i you know i like blumhouse i like a lot of what he did i you know last year's welcome to blumhouse wasn't i don't think some of those movies were just picked up for distribution they weren't made specifically by blumhouse but they kind of felt that
0: blumhouse mold
1: you know with the the type of stories they were except now there's that one and i that just felt off, considering. Uh, I mean, I know we reviewed them, and, and there were a couple, two of them. I think we we thought were pretty decent. We were it,
0: we were fifty fifty on them. We we liked two, and we were lukewarm yeah. on them. We didn't. I I liked all four of them for the most part, but like I really liked two, and one of them I was like, eh, eh either way. Yeah, that's kind of how how it was. So, I again, I, I always give
1: his stuff and studios like a 24 chances because they have more often than not, they give you something interesting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be great. It doesn't have to be groundbreaking, but there's something about it that they're able to just catch you with. Right. And uh, this again, based on the reaction of the audience members that saw this trailer and Blumhouse's or Jason Blum's, you know, just, his track record. Yeah, I'm definitely going to give this a shot.
0: Yeah, and I mean this is them teaming up after the purge too because Ethan Ethan did the purge for him. And in this article it even talks about how he earned millions and millions of dollars because he deferred his paycheck in in exchange for a more favorable back end payout. So, nice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, dude, Ethan Ethan Hawks, a, he's a smart dude. I mean, other than divorcing Uma Thurman, like, you know, I'll never understand that, but <laughs> <laughs> I, no, i'm a big like you know like i like ethan Hawke. he's up there like like kind of christian slater kevin costner like i'll watch anything that they do sort of a thing mm-hmm. so anyway um so yeah so that's that's we have that to to look forward to in in january so moving on to heels uh episode two dusty finish it's another short summary so as the wrestlers at DW D W L worry about the fallout from the previous show, Jack struggles with what direction to take the narrative and the league, especially after an enticing offer from FWD's Charlie Gully, who was played by the fantastic Mike O'Malley. Uh, Ace's humiliating breakdown in the ring, uh, after Ace's humiliating breakdown in the ring. He goes into a tailspin and disappears, causing Jack and Crystal to scour Duffy before Ace does anything too regrettable. Um, I th- I, I, think I'm beginning to think that Crystal is the face <laughs> for this show.
1: Yeah, I'll, that's hilarious because the first line in my notes, it says it's the show still suffers from a lack of a face. And I put in parentheses. Though Crystal is really taking aim at that spot.
0: Yeah. Um. So this this okay. This was better than the first episode. I don't know if you think yeah. that, but I, I definitely feel like this was a a much better outing. And it it still holds true to my my edict that the pilot is typically the at least the worst episode of the first season. Correct. Typically, the worst episode of the series. Um. And you know we 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 got to see more of this world built oh you know who else is the face is uh is Stacy Spade played by Allison Love
1: yeah and you i think you see that more towards the end of this episode yeah so i where mean she takes it upon herself to to get stuff done that mm-hmm. jack is not doing right so
0: Yeah, because I saw – I mean, I saw a ton of stuff online about like, oh, Stephen Amell is just a poor – or he's just Oliver Queen in wrestling tights. And it's like, well, he's poor. Um, So there's that. And he's not Oliver Queen. He's just a dick Um, and kind of a bad dad and husband. Yeah. No, I I said that last week. And he absolutely
1: has – is channeling aspects of Oliver Queen in this.
0: Yeah, maybe like the – super controlling nature of him yeah i and again it's
1: this is only two episodes in yeah so i and that's the thing where you know sometimes i'll say like i i can be overly critical about things but then you know kind of rain it back because yeah this episode it wasn't great but i it it's, looks like it kind of is trying to you know, line up its way and where it wants the direction it wants to go.
0: I feel like they did a good uh, job moving all of their pawns into position mm-hmm. before right. they start like the actual game. Um, introducing Willie Giley or Gully or sorry, <gasps> Charlie Gully. Willie is a uh, Mary McCormick's character. Uh, I think was really important. And, you know, he kind of they kind of put a little bit of a human face on him, even though he's a dick as well. He's just trying to be a businessman and and you know put the competition out of business. Yeah. And like there's nothing intrinsically evil about that.
1: Yeah. And I will say this. I want I, I do want to see more of because you know, you have Jack, you have Ace who are both, you know, dicks and you have but everybody involved with the wrestling promotion, they're they have that hard, you know, dickish exterior. I mean, some, it, that's not necessarily meaning they're bad, but I want to see more of some of these, uh, some of the other wrestlers. And because we, we got snippets here and there of mm-hmm. their interactions together. And, and I, I do like the camaraderie, it seems that they have. And, and again, I think of this old, a lot of this stuff. I'm I'm kind of with you here in the sense of, you know, the pilot mm-hmm. has a lot to live up to in any show because yeah. it's given you so much. And trying to keep your attention while also trying to introduce you to these characters and their world and portions of their backstory, but not too much to, you know, to inundate you with too much. This episode kind of slows down a little bit in that we get a little bit more of the history of the spades. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting when you see Jack open up for a minute to Crystal about why he thinks
0: Ace when, you know, because right ace is still hurting from what happened well i like that he he revealed that ace didn't even want to wrestle he kind of forced him into it yeah that was cool Um, that yeah that that was interesting so i I was so
1: going to go uh a vampire diaries on you there (laughs) and you would have made fun of me because it kind of reminded me of it kind of turned things on its head in the sense of okay so jack is the one that pushed him mm-hmm. and there's an example of that in there but okay. you know i'll i'll leave that
0: <laughs> and i i think the i think the interesting thing too is we met the actual villain of the series this week which was carol spade the mom uh she was horrible Wow. she's awful yes she's a horrible like yeah. like she's a heel 100% um but to kind of go back to the the dwl wrestlers uh, apocalypse diego and rooster um And then uh, I forget the guy uh, turquoise um, because Big Rick retired, (laughs) Uh, but I really like like you said I like their camaraderie, and damn it, they're making me like James Harrison as Apocalypse, (laughs) and as as you know I mean he was a he he was a Steeler he he's one of the dirtiest football players that's ever played football, and I like him (laughs) like I like his character he's doing I think you know I mean this is like his first big acting role he's doing a good job. But I did like, like, like you said, we got to know more about them. Like, we found out that Rooster like runs a karaoke, like karaoke night. I don't think he owns the bar. Um, They weren't super clear about that, but I don't think that mattered. But you know, Apocalypse is like, look, man, uh, Tom Tom Spade took me in, and and Jack, you know, took me in and and helped me get clean, and so I've got I've got this like loyalty to them for what they've done, like, I, I, I'm, i I'm, I'm giving, I'm here to give them time, um, which I thought was really, was really, really great to show like that. Yeah. Like Jack Spade is not all. Like, um, what, what was it? Uh, Peter Stavanovich said in, um, or Star Lord said to him in, in Guardians of the Galaxy, he's a, he's a asshole, but he's not an asshole all the time or. Dick, oh yeah. He's not he's a hundred percent of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Um, that like, honestly, it it literally made me think of that, that scene. And, and so, uh, yeah, I, I, I like them. I I like, I actually like the supporting cast much better than the main cast. And it's almost like, I do too. Like I, 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 I'm yearned for the scenes with like crystal and her, I'm assuming brothers on the trampoline. Like that was great. That showed like a true love of wrestling and kind of, you got to got more insight into her character after she'd spent the day. With everyone telling her how bad she is. Yeah. Yet she dropped everything to go help look for Ace. Yeah. And she had the holy shit moment of the episode as well. That Hurricane Rana was amazing. Like, I don't know how many times they did that. <laughs> but one, she totally killed that guy because she drove his head into the asphalt. <laughs> yeah. Um, But he came up holding Like, you know, when she came up, he was holding his back. Um, So, you know there was that but um yeah that was great like hopefully i liked that there wasn't any wrestling this week mm-hmm. um to be honest cuz we kind of they needed to build the world of duffy a little better um or a little more not better uh but this is like friday night lights slow cousin <laughs> like someone asked me to describe it and that's how i described it i mean from from the the credits, the opening credits with the the song and the way they fade in and out of the the characters, and, and it's very Friday Night Lights ish. And then like the the whole idea of the story being in one small town, and
1: yeah, some know. of the, even some of the cinematography, yeah, like how they yeah. you know
0: pan shots and everything. Absolutely. So I don't know. It it, it just it, that hit me watching the first one, and it really dug in this week. That uh, I used a different word for slow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um but no, I mean this like I said, I'm 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 in to, to check out more. Um I'm I'm still not sure how many episodes it's gonna be. I, I haven't I haven't we seen uh, a full figure count. That out. Yeah. Um it has six on uh the uh the Wikipedia, so who knows? I will say next week I'm I'm excited. Uh, for the return of our boy, the uh, the no longer voice of the voiceless, the best in the world, Ricky Rabies.
1: So he's going to be in next week's episode. Oh, that's great! Yeah,
0: so CM Punk is uh, is going to be he's a journeyman like wrestler who comes in guiding Ricky Rabies. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about CM Punk for a second too, but before that, out of five barroom temper tantrums. What do you give this episode?
1: I give this a three, and it's and it's on the rise. Uh, it still was lacking a little bit, but the important thing, and this is the most important thing with this episode, it's driving. Like you said, it's driving the story, the characters forward. It's opening up a little bit more on the characters, and one of the things I didn't mention, it's adding a secondary. Um, what you what you what you what that what will be a. Stumbling block for the Duffies or not the Duffies but for the Spade brothers, because it's when Crystal tells Jack Ace would make a great heel. Yeah, and then you have the conversation when they're when Jack's sort of apologizing, and what does Ace say? I never want to be booed again, ever. Yep. And Jack, even if it's good for business, and the guilt he feels for a lot of stuff. That's I, that's going to play out sometime sometime down the line this season. Yeah, and that's what I'm very intrigued to see. So it's a, it's I give it a three out of five, but it's definitely on a slow climb.
0: Yeah, higher. I'm I'm going a three point five out of five again this week, um, on the strength of uh, Kelly Berglund and Allison L- Luff's characters killing it. Um, yeah, like literally saving the day. Um, in, in multiple instances. And when uh, Stacey Spade takes care of those squirrels, that was a that was a oh, su- man. great surprise <laughs> moment that you never saw coming. So No, I didn't either. Anyway. I did not see that coming. All right. So before we Neither move. Neither did the squirrels. No, they did not. Before we move on, uh, <laughs> we talked about CM Punk for a second. CM Punk made his return to AEW Wrestling. Or made it to Wrestling uh, on AEW last Friday. So we're, we're recording this on Friday the 27th. Um, I made sure I was done with everything so I could drop what I was doing to watch Rampage because I watched Dynamite every week and I watched the first episode mm-hmm. of Rampage. Um, that premiere of him coming out was one of the five best, now let me rephrase that, one of the three best returns to wrestling from a pop, from the way it was done, and just from the gratitude that he showed to the fans. Dude, he
1: he pseudo crowd surfed
0: and that Yeah, one, he, he dove like into jumped the it. crowd in the middle of a quote unquote <laughs> pandemic. Um hey, she said it. I'm allowed to say it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um but no, it was great in 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 the 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 promo that he cut. It was really great because he 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 came out there and he spoke from the heart. Um and I like I, I, I like heels because I like wrestling. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I, I, I love wrestling. I'm not in not let's let's not even I, I ordered I ordered two of the CM Punk shirts, one for me and one for Angel. Um like I kept trying and I finally got through on like Saturday afternoon because Pro Wrestling T shirt kept uh Pro Wrestling T's website kept crashing uh because it's the number one shirt they've ever done. And oh, you know yeah. they're, they're like might have eight, to give me one. AEW is a t-shirt company as much as it's a wrestling company. (laughs) So, uh, that, that's saying, saying something. And anyway, just to, to kind of wrap this back up. Um, it's really exciting to have someone like CM Punk back in wrestling. And, um, the, the way he came out, even Jim Cornette, who hates AEW. I don't know. Um, he doesn't hate AEW. He's just, it's not his style. Uh, came out and said that it was perfect. And 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 hearing Jim Cornette say that, I was like, "Wow, that 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 right there, you won over your biggest detractor." Um, because I don't consider WWE to be AEW detractors, they're AEW deniers. Um, and for for them to win over Jim Cornette, I think was a huge moment. And then this past Wednesday on Dynamite when he came out in in Milwaukee or in Wisconsin I don't know where they were they weren't in Milwaukee, um but they were in Wisconsin and it was an even louder pop and at one point he had to tell Tony Schiavone I can't hear what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> like th- this is just it's so cool and so now he's going to be on heels next week and he's going to be a recurring character and I'm I'm really 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 excited about that yeah I,
1: honestly as much as I was a little bit disappointed
0: with last week's episode
1: of Heels. It did give me that kind of like that jump start because again, I've been a wrestling fan since since I was little, and I've stepped away for a while. I have I've been on the e, you know AEW thing you know because you talk about it, but I haven't really watched anything. I've, I've watched clips here and there, and it's on my my you know streaming device right. where I have. Have, have everything set up to record all their shows so it, the heels has done a thing to kind of remind me with like, some of those personalities in wrestling and it's just like perfect timing the whole cm punk thing but even before that the week before where i, I you sent me that judas on my judas in my mind or something like that the chris jericho yeah. when, instance when, where the crowd was yeah. singing the song and he wasn't
0: he wasn't allowed to play his entrance music because the whole idea is the fans wouldn't sing along if there was no song and yeah everyone sang along like they were supposed to that was what was supposed to happen um and it was amazing and i probably watched like 30 different videos of that from like different vantage points in the crowd so um okay so daryl you say you're back in um you're thinking you're back uh, very John Wick style. I like it I was about to say like um, John Wick. <laughs> so I want everyone who's listening, if you can message Daryl on Instagram, DJasper07, and say, hey, buy a ticket for AEW in Cincinnati and go watch it with Brian <laughs> on Wednesday, September eighth. that's I'll have to check the prices of those tickets. They're like two hundred dollars to be on the floor on the ca- like where you're on the, the hard side. So you're on the opposite side of the camera. Fourth row. Eh,
1: we'll have to see about ringside, that.
0: Ringside, fourth row. <laughs> anyway, we should do it. I mean, I, 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 I might just do it. I might just go by myself because Angel's like, that's too much money to spend on a wrestling ticket, and I'm like, you're insane. Um, all right, let's. Uh, speaking of insanity, we're gonna talk about this one for probably a half hour. Um, so if you are, if you are tired about hearing about comic book creators or actors and actresses being mean to people, um, no hard feelings. We'll be back next week with, with more fun topics. Um, but this week started with, uh, Tom King, formerly of Batman, uh, currently writing Rorschach at, uh, AwesomeCon. And I don't even remember where Awesome Khan is, claiming <laughs> that he he bullied Allegedly. a fan, yeah, like I said claiming uh claiming that he 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 bullied a fan and was excited about this into wearing a mask and then getting them kicked out and from everything that he described, it sounded like the kid and it was a kid, mind you, like had some sort of a you know, maybe mental issue or something like that. But uh, I've got I've got the links. So we, I typically don't like to just do bounding into comics links. But they're the only ones who are really talking about this. And uh, everybody else is kind of sugarcoating things. So there's links to everything in the show notes here. Uh, but on Twitter, he Tom King posted, I love seeing people at cons. Lie. But yesterday, we had a Rorschach cosplay play who took his mask off at our table. You think uh, you think I swear a lot in comics. You should see me in person. After an impolite talking to, Rorschach was escorted from the con. Wear your mask. We're not effing around. Um, and then a follow-up to that real quick. It says, it seems to be there was some compu- confusion about the mask thing at a con. Here's what happened. Mitch and I were signing at our booth at Awesome Con, which has a strict mask mandate in compliance with Washington, D.C.'s. In- oh, it's in Washington, D.C. Uh, into our mask mandate, thousands of people were there all wearing masks. We spotted a dude in a Rorschach jacket, not wearing a mask a few feet from our booth coming our way. We noted that this was, uh, this is the kind of people helping us with, uh, we noted he's a professional writer. Jesus. We noted this to the kind people helping us with our line at the con. They went over and politely asked the dude to put a mask on. He ignored them and walked up to the booth. Cutting the line, dude came up to us. We told him he had to mask before talking to us. He seemed confused by this, like kind of dazed or stunned. But finally, took his thin Rorschach mask, nylon stocking with ink. But it seems, uh, but seems to know how, uh, but didn't seem to know how to put it on. It was tangled. We asked him to stand back from the booth while he figured out his mask. He didn't move. We asked him again, didn't move. At this point. I sent some language his way, no regrets. He finally woke up a bit, took a bit of a step back, and put his Rorschach nine-line sock thing. Uh, He handed us two books. We signed them quickly. We didn't want him in line with that mask. He walked a few feet away, removed the mask, and went maskless into the con. We were later informed that the kind people helping us at the con as they were obligated to do reported this behavior to the con management. And this dude was removed for violating the cons, the con and district's policy. All right. Here's the thing. He 100% bullied a kid who was just excited to see him plain and simple, right? You don't have to curse at some kid wearing a mask. The other thing is, is when he's talking about the Rorschach costume, he's essentially saying that this kid's all right. Oh, absolutely. If you, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so, and then the, the other, the other part of this is, uh, actual people did reporting and they reached out and the awesome con people said there were no alter, there was no altercation of this. There was no complaining. Everyone was complying with the rules and there was no incident of us kicking someone out. Um, Tom King claims to have worked for the CIA. Yeah. Tom King is a liar. If he worked yeah. for if he worked for the CIA CIA, he is a professional liar. Here's the thing. Tom King cannot get out of comics fast enough at this point. He is the tip of the spear for what is wrong with creators at this point. Um, I I will say I enjoyed the first part of his run on Batman. And I at one point, when when I was still on Twitter, tweeted at him and said, Hey, I really love what you're doing with Batman. Keep it up. You know, I'm enjoying the book. And he just replied back, suck it, nerd. Okay. Like, how is that okay? (laughs) It's not not just
1: that it's not okay. It's not smart. No.
0: Why are you behaving that way towards people that are giving you credit for something you've done? I am so done with this, dude. Um, what he did to Jay Lee, who was a, a fellow artist fellow creator and we talked about that last year was was sick and and wrong and and, and mean spirited and, and just all around just bad behavior and these are the people who think that they're the heroes in these stories. Dude, you're not um, <laughs> you know it, it, it's so ridiculous that that people like him are out there and here's the thing this isn't even the worst story that we heard this week no it's another another bullying story and so before we get to that bullying story um the cowboy bebop live action netflix series uh reveals character reveals happened this week um and you know uh I we're, we're neither one of us uh, I'm going to speak for you. Uh neither one of us are huge Cowboy Bebop fans. I think that's safe to say. Yeah, that's accurate. Um I watched it a little bit like in my teens cuz that's how old this series is. Yeah, I, um, yeah, it's really old. When it was on when it was on Adult Swim. So I mean, and it was already old by then. <laughs> and I liked it okay. But I came in kind of in the middle. And so I never really understood what was going on. I really just kind of watched it waiting for Conan O'Brien to come on. But uh, John Cho is going to play Spike Bebop, who is – or Spike Spiegel, sorry, who is you know the main character. It looks spot on. Spot on. Um, you have Mustafa Shakar. Is that how you say it? Sounds loud. I uh, who's playing Jet Black who, you know, as we're looking through the pair, the pictures, like, that character could have been a black guy, could be a white guy. It's kind of ambiguous, so it doesn't matter. But again, the costume and more importantly, the facial hair is spot on, right? Looks like the character. And then you have, uh, Daniela Padilla? Panita, Panetta. Panita. Thank you. As Faye Valentine. Um, and uh, the character looks nothing like like the costume looks nothing like it. Um and essentially she wore like a like a yellow like kind of um I guess is it a crop top is that what you would call that?
1: Yeah, something along those okay. lines.
0: Like a yellow like crop top type thing and and like a red cardigan and and short shorts and you know some kind of leggings and instead they have her in like She looks like Tyler Durden. <laughs> like like honestly like like the outfit looks like something like that a female version of tyler durden would have worn and don't get any ideas hollywood um we don't want that and then like her hair is like a little different which is fine right but she's she she's like fans of this show had issue with the costume not with her with the costume and instead she has to attack the fans uh Complain about them, you know. Be really just snarky and rude and like you know, condescending and and then talking about the character, saying that you know the character's six foot, double D, two inch waist, and it's like, I looking at the picture right now, like like the character might be tall, that doesn't matter. You know, like nobody in Hollywood is tall. <laughs> um, like you're, you're, you're all oh, Smurfs. No. You're all barely three <laughs> apples tall. Um. But then, just kind of going after the fans the way they did, she did, like right there. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm not watching this. I like John Cho, and, but I'm not supporting it because of this, this, this person.
1: And then to have the disingenuous, and not just her, but some of the responses where they say, you know, the how did they say the horny?
0: Oh, wh- whatever what salon did- said. The uh, here, I'll look it up. But yeah.
1: But and this is why they're so disingenuous before the show started. I, I mentioned to you how 20 years ago mm-hmm. when the X-Men movie first came out and they had the black leather suits on, people complained because it was not comic accurate. Right. That had nothing to do with s- sex appeal. It had to do with the comic book accuracy of the suits and yes they make a joke in there like yeah. what do you want <laughs> yellow <laughs> spandex <laughs> yeah and, and, <laughs> which is just kind of
0: funny honestly there's a way they could have done this like to not be quite as revealing and be more you know source material accurate but no from salon it says of course cowboy bebop is already inciting horny male outrage and it hasn't even premiered yet it's like come on like what what is the point of that that article other than the fact that i just clicked on it like I get that, okay, and that we're talking about it. Uh, I'm not, by the way, linking to that. If you want to read this stupid article, you're more than welcome to to Google it yourself. Um, but it, it's it's like you 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 look at this and and it's like they can't even like follow like simple things to make their core fan base happy to the point now where they're taking like you and I who are are casual at best fans of the show and we're out. Yeah. And
1: again, I was going to check it out because again, I I like John Cho. Yep. Same. I love John Cho.
0: I think John Cho is, is a highly underrated actor. Yeah. And
1: I've seen episodes of Cowboy Bebop back in the day here and there, but again, I was not a fan, never a fan of, so I'm not even coming at it from a standpoint of, they're ruining some character that I love. I'm coming at it from a standpoint of look at what you have. Stop trying to be, act like you're more creative than these people that first created this show that you're better than them because right. you're not well, yeah. and then you have, and then you have someone like Daniela who they're not, and they're not talking about you lady. Yeah, They're talking about what they see as the character and how it does not match what they've been following for years. Mm -hmm. The only reason you have this job are because of the people that you, you so condescendingly addressed, love this show so much, have backed this show for so long Mm -hmm. that Netflix said, Hey, you know what? Maybe we can make something with this. Granted, Netflix and anime usually don't do well. Right. But Still, that's the only reason you have a job.
0: Why on the show? Because I didn't know who she was. Because I didn't watch the originals um, or the vampire. Yeah, I remember her. Like, Um, but she was in the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom movie, and she's going to be in the third one. And she was that insufferable, like scientist, like person with the glasses uh, that ended up on the boat with Blue. Uh, as they were taking the, the animals off of the Island and, and bringing them to auction in the, in the United States. Oh, um, okay. Right? Yeah. That, okay. And so like, yeah, she was relatively forgettable in that role. Like I literally had to go and like spool up falling kingdom and like, look for her to figure out who it was. Cause you know, um, and I mean, she's done, she's done TV. I mean, it's not like she's like a no, I mean, she's, She's a nobody because, I mean, it's like What If, I think, was a Netflix miniseries, something called The Detour. Never heard of that, but she did 33 episodes. Yeah, um,
1: you know. yeah she's basically the, I don't even know who you are. Yeah, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's like, here, here, here's here's the thing, lady. Um, m- more people are going to start following our lead. Um, when I was listening to Thinking Critical earlier today, and and they were talking about all of this, I, I left I left a particular comment that that applies more to the next part of this story in, in Dan's lot. But I, I'm I'm and I've told you I'm done with these people. My comic book poll list right now is so small that it's like maybe I should just stop collecting comics altogether because. I, I'm 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 not supporting these people, and and you know we talked about the Substack guys. You're y'all on a short leash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you 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 have to you have to like fly right, um, and and not go after fans when when they don't when they inevitably aren't going to all love what you do. So yeah. I mean you made and, a great point. This- oh sorry, go ahead. And, and I was going to say,
1: uh, I took this from Eric July's stream today, I think it was today, or it might have been yesterday, where it was, I, it was a title or subtitle, it was like, these people don't like you. No, they don't. And you're seeing it right now. You're seeing it, in, and, and again, this is not just comics, this is not just movies, this is huge in video games, too. Remember last year, the whole Last of Us two controversy and oh, Naughty yeah. Dog and Neil Druckmann and all the stuff they would they would say about fans. I mean, you go back to you know Pablo uh, Hidalgo and um, like the whole Star Wars thing, and these people don't like you know they don't like the, they they feel like they're elite to the point of they're looking down upon normal people who. If it wasn't for these normal people, if it wasn't for these people, you know, love for these properties, whether they be video games, books, movies, anime, whatever, what have you, you all wouldn't be making that, that money because that's how the money it's, it's along the lines of, you know, some of these athletes and yes, you are super talented at what you do. However, the way, the reason why you have these major contracts, the reason why you have all this money where these owners can give you is because of the fans and you, you damn well better remember that. And it, yeah. this is more yeah. to the point like, you know, athletes, they have these, you know, these guaranteed contracts when you're a creator
0: like this in the comic book space, <laughs> yeah, you can easily be replaced. Well, and I mean, that's the thing. Like we talked about this last week with, when we talked about the last episode of what if that we're talking about for a while, Marvel comics, Marvel entertainment, is an entry level job now. Oh, absolutely. We don't need you. And like, you know, um, I can go back and read 80 years of Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even need to get to the dance slot run. So, um, yeah, it's just, I, she just does. She doesn't understand. And I, for whatever reason, the, these Hollywood type people, are so disconnected from real life that they th- think for whatever reason that it's guaranteed whatever they get is gonna work. And I'm sorry, but look at ratings for for shows. Almost everything is down. Mm-hmm. You you know, even even during the the pandemic, people like are tuning out. They're just rewatching the office over and over again. Uh you know, you you look at movies, I mean movies are underperforming for the most part. Theaters are open There aren't a lot of movies So when there's a movie out right now It's on a lot of screens
1: Yeah and again the, Don't say people aren't going Because the movies aren't Or aren't going because of the pandemic Because I went, we went to go see old Granted it was like the $5 yeah. uh, Tuesday night or whatever it was Theater was filled Yeah So, so. If, if something's interesting People will go That's not the The problem is people like her people like you know tom king and dan slot mm-hmm. or people like the star wars uh just the story, Lucas group. Film story
0: group just yeah yes. Lucasfilm film, Lucas film, film general. story let's just talk Lucasfilm yeah. in general so
1: yeah they are driving people away because again like you said you have 80 years worth of spider-man mm-hmm. hey i think you know, you have the the old Star Wars movies. I can go check those out. Yeah, I can go check out, you know, Indiana Jones. There's a ton of content I can go mm-hmm. go into my library and 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 watch or you know take a look at instead of going to the movies and seeing some of these things that not only not listening to fans but looking down upon fans and Absolutely. saying, "Hey, you know what? Watch this because we know better than you." Mm-hmm. And that's the exact attitude she, this uh, Daniela. Had when she had that when she posted That video yep I know better than you Yeah that's exactly what it was in her eyes
0: Yeah I just I I Don't I don't get it I just want to I want to look Something up about this person Um, Mills college She went to a private women's Liberal arts college (laughs) In Oakland Hmm. California doesn't oh, say if please. she graduated or not. But oh no, she did. She graduated. Okay, there it is. But yeah, so I mean, she automatically thinks she's better than everybody else. Like it's just yeah. whatever. And and here's the thing is she could be great in the role. I'm never going to know. Yeah. Never ever going to know. And moving forward, when I see her attached to things, I'm just not going to I'm not going to watch it. And this will probably this will probably be the last time we ever talk about her on this show. Yeah, because, again,
1: she is and and I'm not saying this in a way if I'm talking about from a Hollywood standpoint, Hollywood standpoint, she's a nobody. It's 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 like saying from a standpoint of Dan was it Daniel Schroeder, the point guard for the Lakers from a standpoint of NBA. He's a nobody. And he just screwed himself. By the way, what did he lose? Not like taking that million fu- dollars. Yeah, not taking that big deal and thinking that people wanted him on the free market. No, they didn't. And again, when I say nobody, I mean from you know the, the tiers of A, B, C, D. She, she and uh, Schroeder are in the example of you know they're in that P, you know Q range. <laughs> you know they have some talent. Yeah, but. You know, they're not up there. People aren't saying, hey, who is that? Who is that person that did this Saturday? No, they're not saying that about you. Now, maybe you get to that point. After, you know, taking some criticism after, you know, cutting your teeth a little bit more. But you got to change that attitude because you're not going to get she's not going to get better. By keeping this attitude. Yeah. And because, you know, when people show attitudes like this. It, it's infused in everything that they do in all of their interactions. It's not just a one, you know, one time thing. This is not someone who just had a bad day. No, this was planned. This, you know, this is t- something she really feels. Yeah. She took the and... time
0: to record it and put it out there mm-hmm. and leave it up. Yeah. Like I could get, you record it, you put it out there and you're like, Oh, you know, I should take this down. I shouldn't have said that. And then like apologize, yeah. but no, she, she's or- going to double down and, you know, you and I are, you know, toxic men now because we're complaining about her. And, you know, as, and, and here's the thing. It's like, I don't think the costume even looks bad. And had I not, like, had she not said anything, I would have had no idea. Yeah. I,
1: honestly, again, because I've I've watched a handful of episodes maybe 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I would have never known. Oh, damn, I would have never like, known. Yeah.
0: I mean, way more than that. <laughs> but, yeah. I know. No, you're I mean, like, I know for that's me, the last yeah. time I've watched it. Yeah. So, yeah for me so, it was way more than that you know i've always and, considered and that's, it's not here's the sad thing too is it's on hulu and it is on my watch list and it has been on my lot watch list since 2016 <laughs> i don't like anime i don't i yeah I, I just i know yeah i mean and again
1: i i you know i love anime but again this is an old older anime and i think when I, I it was just one of those things that really didn't catch me and i it might have been the same instance as you and it's that I caught it like midway through and I'm like, okay, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. But I
0: mean, it's on my anime from
1: the, or on my yeah.
0: watch list where I can literally watch from the beginning. Yeah. Um, but there's always something else. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, so I found the, uh, the, some of the guys from broken lizard have a show. It was on a uh, um, true. It's on true TV. The third season's coming out soon called Tacoma PD or FD. And it's hilarious and irreverent and like the perfect thing to watch in this day and age. All right. Let's also talk. Great of... is, uh, oh, what?
1: I was just going to say, it's also great watching modern family. Some of the jokes that oh, would, you yeah. know, that are too offensive for TV now.
0: Well, so since, uh since, you know, we have stars right now. Um, there's a show called the rules, rules of engagement with uh, Patrick Warburton and David. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and uh, Oliver Hudson. And uh, <laughs> like, there's no way they would air the way it is right now. Like, oh, like absolutely, Jeff. Not. Jeff would be like the most toxic man ever, and and you know, David Spade was the the essentially the prototype for Barney on How I Met Your Mother. Um, <laughs> just they they softened Barney up a little bit. Anyway, let's talk about Dan Sloth. I mean, slot. Uh, no, Dude, I, have I had to write the first time. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> here's here's the thing. Is we we have two two things to talk about Dan Slot. But first, I want to remind people and we talked about this. Marvel did a uh, a thing on on Disney Plus called Marvel 616 where they went around and and did all these little mini documentaries um behind the scenes of, you know, Marvel Studios. And Tom Brevort is sitting there telling everyone how Dan Slot doesn't turn things in on time because he spends too much time on Twitter. That's great. Here's the thing: fire him. He's it, what 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 he did. Absolutely, what he's been doing to these fans. Fire him. What he like the fact that he doesn't get things done and you have to hire other people. Fire him. The fact that he thinks he's some gigantic celebrity out there. Fire him. Absolutely. Tell like, him you kick rock. Just plain and simple. Um, like, never mind the fact that he's ruined Silver Surfer and ruined Fantastic Four on the last two properties he's worked on.
1: See, I haven't simple. gotten through that, so I, I don't need to
0: know. You know, like, I will, I will give him credit. Superior Spider-Man, I loved. Uh, well, the first 18 issues, I loved. Um, the fact that it went longer is not his fault necessarily it's just it was supposed to end and then marvel's like no we need four more issues so they drew some stuff out that didn't need to be drawn out but i thought it was great um and i I actually had a conversation this morning with brian williams the original version of daryl on the uh on the podcast um about did i like it so much because it was a great concept or did i like it so much because it was good and i could not answer that question uh Okay, so Dan Slott has started policing his fans' Twitter activity, and he will block fans for following people who follow ComicsGate or ComicsGate-associated accounts. Um, are you familiar with ComicsGate?
1: I know scant little because like everything else it's like if you get it from a media source it's so biased yeah,
0: you know I, so I can't I don't trust any of these comic media sources so if if you listen to people like uh Donnie Cates uh, who was a media person he was an access media person for bleeding cool before he got his break as a comic book writer Um anyway if, if you listen to people like him or Dan Slott it's a hate group right Um but what it really is if you take a step back and look at it is it's a group that promotes good storytelling and trying to make comics that appeal to people who want to buy comic books um a lot of the stuff i don't it doesn't interest me so like um uh, like ethan vanskyver is the the poster boy who they consider the leader of comics gate um, I loved Ethan on um, when he was with DC, especially on Green Lantern. Uh, he's one of the few creators I was really excited to meet at a convention. Uh, I brought my St. Walker DC direct action figure. He signed the base, and then I asked him to do his little initial on the foot of St. Walker, like Andy from Toy Story. <laughs> and he's like, no one's ever asked me to do this before. This is cool. So... <laughs> anyway, um, so I had a I had a really nice interaction with him. He he let me stand there and talk to him for a few minutes because there was nobody at that convention um in the middle of a day on a Saturday. It was embarrassing. Um but so he he he's made a lot of money selling comics on Indiegogo. In all fairness and in all transparency, I have not bought any of his books because I did not like Cyberfogs the first time he did it. I'm not interested in it coming out. Um, he did a book called rainbow, the brute, not really super interested in it, but, um, you know, I, I'm happy that he is, has found a way to survive being, you know, quote unquote canceled and kicked out of the, uh, you know, mainstream comic arena. And he has, he found a new way and he spearheaded a new way to do this, to make comics And to be successful. And so I think a lot of this comes from the fact that he makes significantly more money doing comics than Dan Slott does. And so Dan Slott is jealous. Um, I don't know if you've heard, but if you create a character and they use it in a Marvel movie, you get a flat $5,000 fee.
1: Why would you create a character for Marvel? Then? So,
0: well, Ed Brubaker said um, when he because he created the Winter Soldier as it stands um, that they used in the film. He said that, uh, you know, I only made five thousand dollars. I actually made more money by doing a cameo in the movie than I did at any point from writing the book or getting the rights to the character. And <laughs> the Snyder cut. Barry Allen goes to visit his dad in Blackgate Penitentiary. Ethan Van Sciver got like a hundred thousand dollar royalty check because they used Blackgate Penitentiary, which is something he made up when he was writing when he was drawing The Flash with Jeff Johns. Wow, right? It's just like you 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 hit the nail on the head. Why why would you create any characters and give them to these two massive corporations?
1: And the the thing is and, and with these massive corporations that get, they, they have eighty years, you know, of history plus years of history sure. or whatever. Now you have stuff like Indiegogo, mm. you have stuff like Substack. And while at the same time these creators are like you said earlier in the earlier previous segment, you know, you all are you're all on notice in the sense of you better bring bring it when you bring it you know, when you, whatever you're doing, but at the same time, it also opens up constraints. Right. It also, these guys also have all the rights to what they create and they don't have to worry about, you know, say five years down the line, a, you know, a Marvel saying using their character and saying, Oh, here's 5k, you know what? Go buy yourself something nice. Right.
0: Um, but yeah. So, so when you're, when you're looking at this, right. He he's he's policing the people who follow him instead That's of being, psychotic man. Instead of being grateful um, uh, that people are following him and, 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 and engaging with him, he has one hundred and thirty four point eight thousand, so one hundred thirty four eight hundred thousand in change followers. He only follows eighteen hundred people. Which is you know fair. I mean, I think that's probably more people than he should follow. To be honest, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, but I mean, he tweets constantly. So to prepare for this, I, I've been on Twitter a lot. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, side note, tangent. Cobra Kai gets an early season four, five renewal ahead of season four premiere. Um, oh, that's great. News. We will talk about that next week. Um, <laughs> but he he goes like, you know, like any of these people who are complaining, complaining about this stuff. If I want to go and look and read the actual tweet, I have to scroll for like 10, 15 minutes to get through because there is just so much tweeting. And, and you know, it's like, what do you do with your day? <laughs> like how, how, how is this like healthy for you to, to be doing this? Um, but he he's just going through and blocking people and and just because they they're affiliated with this and then on top of that uh he bullied a small youtuber who had had who was having an interaction with him and you know the the then dan started sending him DMs um and and you know saying you need to take these tweets down. Like not only then is he saying, you know, you you can't you can't follow or, or like things from these other people. You 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 can't even like say anything bad about me or you can't criticize me at all. And this is a person who was a fan of Dan Slott. Mm-hmm <laughs> It's just, it's, and, it's, it's insane. Yeah. And it,
1: it's funny because, you know, when, when you started off this segment, you mentioned how, you know, your interactions with Ethan van you, 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 you talked about how, you know, you haven't bought in on one of his, on his you know, cyber frog projects mm-hmm. because you, you know, you're just not a fan of that. Dan Slot is a piece of human debris. I will say that here. And yet you give him credit for what he did on was a superior Superior spider-man
0: superior spider-man it was it was really really
1: good and that's an example of the difference between certain people is that i guarantee you that dan slot cannot give credit to someone he finds abhorrent and i did that in quotation marks because they have a different ideological viewpoint or of, of than his than him yeah And these are the type of people that are writing comics, the people like him, people like Tom King, who, again, it's not to say that they didn't have talent at one point or another. And that's the thing. I can give people credit that I don't like. I can say, hey, I don't like this guy or or gal, but you know what? They're pretty good. I don't like LeBron James at all. At any way, shape or form, I don't like him. Right.
0: But he's a great basketball player. And I, I will never take that away from him. No. He is a he's a top twenty basketball player in the NBA of all time.
1: Yeah. And and that's the thing. People like Dan Slot who, you know, bully and then of course pick articles because he was talking about the comic skate and Quirky was like, I I have no idea what it is. Right. Really. And he gives him articles that are slanted in the viewpoints because let's be honest, comic book. And video and gaming journalism as a whole, journalism as a whole is just dead. Right. Because you have one side of the story. They can't. They can't go down the line and you know tell an honest. They can't tell an honest article, write an honest article, about someone who has a different ideological viewpoint than them. Yeah. We've seen it over the years in politics. It has bled. It has continued to bleed into into entertainment mm-hmm. as well.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Dan, Dan Slot is like. Messaging him and he he like he's saying, Oh, for fuck's sake, why is the first and third post on your feed? Why? And uh Quirky Comics, which isn't it's a nice little YouTube channel. He's got like 250 subscribers. Go subscribe to him. He's very interesting, he's new to comics, he he likes modern comics. Like he's someone worth listening to. Um and and you know, they're they were talking about someone named Eagle who's who's a comic guy. Apparently I hadn't even heard of this channel. Um, and, and he had quirky on his show to talk about what Dan slot is doing to him. And then Dan slot is coming behind him and he's like, I'm blocking you because you're following comics gate people. And you were like, I didn't know that. And you're giving them a boost to your site and you're getting their word out there. Who gives a shit, dude. You look at, uh, what, what happened with, uh, Aaron LaPresti earlier this week with people like Dan slot and Donnie Cates, who are you know bitching about this guy who's doing a he's he's got an IndieGoGo going on right now for uh, it's called uh, what's it called I, it's called Aaron Lepresti's Wrath of God graphic novel Wrath of God graphic novel um, and it's a Western monster movie or a monster comic uh, it sounds really interesting and all disclosure I backed it after what happened to him um, but he's been going out. And like doing any live stream he can to public to to get the word out about it. It doesn't matter if he does something that you consider a comic skater. He talks to someone that you don't like. Don't listen to that video. It doesn't mean that you don't have to like what Aaron LaPresti's is doing. You just because he yeah, talks I, to someone. See, this is the this is the issue. It's this tribal mentality, this us versus them. No, we should all be comic book fans. And if you don't like something, you don't read it, you don't buy it, you don't watch it. But no, instead we have to sit here and we have to talk for 40 minutes about how douchebags like Dan Slott exist in our world and ruin the thing that we love the most, which is good storytelling and cool ass shit. I mean, Aaron Lepresti was involved with Planet Hulk, X-Men, Miss Marvel, Wonder Woman, uh, Justice League. He's got his own label now. It's just, you know, this is the way this is the future. Uh, of what is going to happen with comics is more and more of this stuff. And I'm linking in the show notes <laughs> the link to Aaron Lepresti's Indiegogo. I am not going to tell you to go back it, but I say go at least check it out, watch the little video, hear what it's about, because it sounds really cool. But people like Dan Slot, Donny Cates, you know, um, <laughs> there's just so many of them right now. Kelly Sue DeConnick, Gail Simone, the, these Twitter warriors who are more interested in political clout than they are, I'm sorry, not even political let me rephrase that. Are more interested in clout than they are in being good storytellers is infuriating. Are you familiar with Gail Simone? No, I've heard that name, but okay. I'm not familiar with her stuff. So, uh, I don't even remember when she wrote it. Uh She used to write Secret Six. Which was a really cool like, kind of Suicide Squad type book. And it was fabulous. And then somewhere along the line, she decided, I'm not going to be a great comic book writer anymore. I'm just going to be Twitter famous. And that was the end of it. Twitter has ruined more interesting things in our world than any platform in, in the history in, of mankind. Put probably put together, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and it makes me sad. It re- really makes me sad that, you know, we, we can't, you know, it's the whole this is why we can't have nice things conversation. Um and and to kind of go back, like I like I would never say like I understand comics, gate. 'Cause I don't like I didn't understand Gamergate either. <clears throat> like I didn't understand what the uh the real like issue of that was because I don't think we ever got a real story. But Dan Slot is mm-hmm. saying too quirky. Comicsgate is a hate group. This isn't a both sides thing, which is a goddamn lie and he should know better. Uh this is a group that came into existence by harassing harassing LGBTQ members POCs and women working in comics and that's a lie that's not I do know for a fact that that's not what it is they diversity in comics is not diversity the way they do it um No it's not it, it's it's pandering and anyway uh he says I can link you to a dozen mainstream press articles that break all of this down no matter what BS comic skaters like to spin they're a hate group. All capital letters hate. They have a member on their live streams who's associated with the Proud Boys. This isn't rocket science, man. Um who 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 gives a shit? You're associated with the, you know, progressive left dance lot. You could argue that you're a you're in a weird cult. I mean, there's lots of different things that people can say to you. Um, but like this kid Quirky, he follows Everybody. He follows people from all over comics. There's not like just one group. He just loves comics and wants to ingest as much of it as he can. And Dan Slott says, that's not good enough. You have to just be on my side and I'm going to bully you into what you can and can't have on your feed because you know, halfway through this, this uh, DM chain, he says, let me rephrase an earlier DM, DM. why are those still on your first and third? Why are those, why are those still the first and third posts on your feed? And quirky took them down eventually. And like, I mean, we we have the luxury of age, right? Like, yeah, we're both in our early forties and, and I, I, I have the luxury of being able to look like respond to someone. Fuck you. Yeah, because I don't give a shit. I don't I don't give a shit if a of a comic book writer likes me, um, you know, <laughs> in, in in reality, we probably make more money than he does. Yeah, so and that and... doesn't mean anything. But that doesn't mean anything. That's not a flex. That's just, no. w- you know, he works hard at being on Twitter all day. We work hard at providing for ourselves and our families.
1: Yeah, and he is one of those that which you said he, the jealousy thing about Ethan Van Skyver, absolutely he's jealous. And again, it's that imperious attitude that I know better than you. The fact that he, you know, said there's these mainstream articles that break, you know, down Comics Gate. And who cares what it is? One one the only thing I know, I know enough to know it's not a hate group. And whoever says that, you know, I I actually had a friend kind of mention that in a text. This was months ago. And I knew enough to know that that was bullshit when he said that it's not it's not it's people on the progressive left with this stuff. Anything that doesn't accept and open arms what they say is a hate group is is this is is that Mm is instead of saying, okay, let's see what they're talking about. Why are they saying this? do they have a point again? Oh, there was a post from, from something totally different that I want to, one of the things I said is ask the question, ask the uncomfortable question,
0: mm-hmm.
1: ask the, you have to sometimes ask the question, uh, am I, can I be wrong about this? And many people, it doesn't matter left or right. Many right. people have a hard time doing that, especially people like this, you know, blob where, <laughs> you know, again, he thinks he is better than, than, than his fans. Yep. He, he absolutely does. So and yeah okay and again he's a guy that used to have talent and yep. did good things but it's I'm tired of this bs that's being spewed by these comic book creators these video game creators these people in Hollywood it's it's really driving me nuts and driving me away in sports too driving me away from things that I've loved for a long time
0: mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so um just Ethan I have Twitter up so I just kind of popped up his page an hour ago. He, he tweeted, imagine spending 25 years creating these valuable IPs for Marvel and DC comics only to be mistreated this way by SJW squatting in the industry, creating culture war propaganda, propaganda disguised disguised as a useful website for comic book fans. Uh, look at their, uh, as bad little bio of me creeps, and it says here, uh, I'm not sure what site this is, uh, but it, he just has a screenshot. But it, it says Ethan Van Sciver is an American comic book artist and bigot, famous for his racist, transphobic, misogynist views. Uh, I'm just I'm just gonna run a couple things here. He created Jessica Cruz, who was one of the current main Green Lanterns of Earth, who was also a person of color. He created the Cuckoos. For X-Men who Oh are, she he did? Yeah. Yeah. Um he created uh Angela Salvador, who is a, a character from Earth Six One Six and Marvel, uh who is a character of color. He created Dust, um which is a, a character from X-Men. Um but yeah, I mean tons of female characters here. But you know, he's a he's a bigot and a misogynist, yet he's created some pretty iconic characters it's just i mean it's ridiculous and we just have to stop supporting any of these people who absolutely who don't do this um if you also want to understand like the 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 thing about um valentine uh that's her name right the character from cowboy bebop um Faye Valentine. valentine yeah, yeah, just just look up some Faye Valentine cosplay. There's some amazing women out there who are, are very good at making costumes that perhaps these movie studios should be like. You know what? We're gonna pay more to. We're gonna pay these people to come make our shit.
1: Yeah, but uh, they, they they really need to.
0: Yeah, it, it's just I don't know. Oh, this is great. the <laughs> The only manga anime live action adaptation that doesn't make me wanna self-lopotomized while watch watching it uh and it wasn't made by Netflix is uh a battle angel
1: oh I love the which I told that, you
0: I've come I've come full circle on that I actually like that movie I bought yeah. it uh, I first bought of the all movie in, in first of ros- all Rosa
1: yeah. Salazar yes her enthusiasm and charisma in that movie was just brilliant I, I, I absolutely love it charisma. I mean I lo- and and the more i watched the movie i've watched it several times obviously again mm. and i you know i own the blu ray and everything as well but yeah it's because like one of the things i mentioned you know netflix is the track record is not too good although they do have one that um that's a samurai one that i'm going to check out like called, it's a more of a distribution so it's not made by them oh okay but from what i i read an article about some of these anime live actions that weren't too great and they mm. mentioned this one like it's not actually that bad so i'm i want to check it out it's called Ruriken or something like that but anyway
0: so so my question then that i'm gonna leave you with is who are the actual gatekeepers in comics is it is it people who have left the mainstream in order to go and make things that fans want and that people want to actually buy and spend their money on or is these people like Dan Slott and, and and the people in the 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 people in the, the X-Men office who who ran Jonathan Hickman out, um, you know, from his own story universe that he's created, and that tell you these books aren't for you. If you don't like my politics, don't read my books. Who's the real gatekeepers? Who are the real comics gators? Who are the real bigots? Who are the real phobes and, and ist? I'll
1: tell you one thing. They don't see the people that don't see themselves that way while steadily calling others those names, those are the people that are the real bigots.
0: Yeah. Ethan just followed me back. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I mean they're 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 just the worst, um, and and we 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 should not be supporting them. And you know if if you're disappointed in us for saying this, that's fine. Um, you're allowed to believe that too, and you're allowed to spend your money however you want it. And this isn't me telling you what to do with your life. This is me saying I'm not gonna hate you if you buy a Dan Slot book. I'm not even gonna question you for buying a Dan Slot book. I'm just not going to do it myself.
1: It's it's just to it's just to the point that when you complain about stuff like we I mean we we've done that for a while you, ha- you there comes a point where you have to do something about it and the only thing we can do is is show our displeasure by not giving them our dollars. Same thing goes with movies as well. If you know if you have if something's wrong with what, and it could be, you know, your favorite you know, movie franchise, like the MCU or Star Wars, and they're doing it wrong, and not just doing it wrong from a standpoint of they just messed it up, and and they and they did it, you know, out of love for the property, and, and just didn't do things right. Right. They're doing it purposefully, or and not listening to fans, and calling out fans, calling fans names, making fun of fans. Then you know what? Don't give them your money. Yeah. That's the only way that they're going to start shutting up and creating and doing the thing that we've we've been saying, you know, since I've been on this podcast and even longer. Just give us good stories. Yep, that's all we ask.
0: Uh, the other thing I forgot that came out today was Bill Sienkiewicz, who is an amazing artist. Uh, he's responsible for the the first uh, run on New Mutants. He created the Demon Bear, which. You know, was super cute in the New Mutants movie, um, but terrifying in the comic. <laughs> uh, honestly, like he had a great run on Electra, things like that in like 2014. He's done some cool Wolverine stuff. Um, but he had a post that he wrote a few years ago. Uh, and Facebook actually just took it down because they said this violates our, uh, our um, you know, policies on terms and conditions on bullying. <laughs> In hate. Jeez. But he's like, you know, he's the one who is, uh, telling, telling us we're clueless C words, um, for, for, you know, not, not kowtowing to, to what mainstream, uh, comics wants. I'm actually going to link this in the, uh, in the show notes as well, just cause it's, uh, it's breaking. It just, it just came out. Um. Yeah, at at the end of the day, um, I think what we all really need to remember is, like, fandoms aren't for everybody. If you don't like a fandom that someone else likes, you don't have to tell them not to like it. If you don't like a creator that someone else doesn't like, you don't have to follow that creator and you don't have to give them your money. You just have to enjoy what you enjoy and leave yeah, it at that you don't. and everyone we so much have better.
1: yes and just uh and they they'll never hear this and even if they did they wouldn't pay attention no but the people but the creators like the danielas and the tom kings and the, and the dan slots you don't have to respond to everything someone says
0: right if you if you see something just scroll on by because there are so yeah. many times i'm like oh my god i'm gonna respond to that and like you know what i'm not I'm not going to respond. I don't care. Do you know if how many times, understand.
1: you know how many times where I've written something out, I've and I've thought about it for like two seconds after I've written out a response and I just deleted it. Yeah, it's like, what's the point?
0: So when I was like bigger, when I was heavier on Twitter, um, like posting and and interacting and things like that, I actually had. Like, my workflow for posting to Twitter was to save it as a draft for 25 minutes, come back and read it, and then post it. I did not post anything in real time.
1: Okay, Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) What?
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, because he would (laughs) write a letter and put it in a drawer, wouldn't he? Um, Yeah. But, yeah, no, like, I didn't give it the sleep test or anything like that. But, you know, I mean, that saved me some from, like, sending out things that, like, I probably shouldn't have said. Um, But, yeah, it's just, I mean it's it's ridiculous and and just be nice let people enjoy what they enjoy they'll let you enjoy what you enjoy um and if you see someone post something really awful just hover over their uh their member name and when you see that they have like 16 followers just ignore them because yeah. everybody else does and they're screaming at clouds which is not what we're doing right now. <laughs>
1: absolutely not so
0: no i I don't (laughs) think it is i mean like i've been thinking about i've been i've been putting this together all week and yeah the list has just grown and grown it's grown by three articles since we've been talking because more stuff has come out
1: well this is the thing this the stuff like this is it takes a lot of time because you know we don't have a massive audience in the sense of i mean like millions of people Mm -hmm. not yet at least but we're doing what we can in the sense of sharing our thoughts and sharing our ideas, yeah. and and giving people, and also saying, "Hey, n- not just complaining about it, but you can do something about it. You yeah. can support things that you like, people that respect you, people that put out good content, support them even more now. Yeah, and and the people that don't respect C- you, case they, in they case don't- in point,
0: go listen to my interview with Christian Colbert." And go by the node chronicles, especially if you have kids and they're interested at all in reading and they might be interested at all in technology and coding and and building things. Like it is it is such a great like entry level drug to get them hooked on just thinking. (laughs) Yeah. That's a fun interview. Everyone should go listen to that when 30 minutes immediately after this just just check that out cool all right i don't know i have nothing <laughs> i've said everything <laughs> i have to say uh i apologize for talking so much this week
1: no it's especially would when it's it, from the comic realm it's that this is your wheelhouse yeah but this you're not a absolutely you're
0: not a normie yeah you were, yeah, you're but, not but,
1: anymore. But again, remember when I was talking about the, you know, the levels, I might not be P and Q level in comics, like, you know, some, some actors are, Yeah. Uh, but you're on the, you're on the A tier nah. of that. And I'm, I'm more like the, I mean, as far as the, the comics you read and stuff. So you definitely have more of a passion and, and you have more of the history yeah. of some of these writers and what they've done, mm-hmm. good, bad, and ugly than I do. Yeah. Even though I'm not a newbie to comics, no, I'm, I've never been that entwined with it. This is something more recently, within the last year or so, as I've seen all this stuff: identity politics, you know, continually infect. And yes, it's an infection. Infect <laughs> yeah. comics, infect yeah. video games, infect TV shows and movies and everything. Yes, sir.
0: And while you're yeah. at it go by Robin number five, uh, from Josh Williamson. It's amazing. Every page. Yeah. The so there's amazing.
1: So there, yes, there are actual, actual comics out there that are doing what we've, what we want all these stories to do. Just yeah. tell good stories. Mm-hmm. Just tell good stories. Do some cool shit. Yes, sir.
0: And if you're looking for like interesting past stories, um, there's always the Legion of Superheroes. There's a ton of books there. Obviously, X-Men, there's a ton of books. Um, but if, like, superheroes aren't your thing, Why the Last Man, um, you know, is a great place to start. Um, you know, Saga, uh, Saga, however you say it, um, The both by Brian K. Vaughn is, like, pretty much anything Brian K. Vaughn writes, go read. Um, most of it's in trades collected. Uh, it's very easy to find. All right. Well, on that note, thank you all for listening. Um, make sure to check us out wherever we are. Um, the easiest place is just go to fistpodcast.com. And uh if you listen on iTunes, uh we would love a five star review. We haven't gotten many in lately. It's uh it's a drought. We're in a five star drought. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but no. Uh, thank you, Daryl, for for indulging me this week in a in a topic that I'm passionate about. I felt like I I you know I almost said, "Hey, I'm gonna do this as a YouTube video," and I was like, "You know what? That's gonna be just me yelling at clouds." So I needed <laughs> you here to legitimize my arguments. Um, but yeah, definitely check out the the interview with Christian. And uh, we are, I think, next week we're gonna get back to doing YouTube stuff, right? Like yeah. in the middle of the week. So yeah. Um, I have a few things. Yeah, you've had life issues, and I've, I had, I had something every single night this week.
1: Yeah, busy man. And uh, early, I think you have a couple things early next week too. Uh, well, I
0: mean, that's. I'm not even talking about job interviews. I mean, like after work, I had something every single night this oh, okay. week. Okay. Yeah. So, and uh, I'm actually blowing off the Columbus Toy Show to go on a electric bike ride with my my electric vehicle (laughs) friends on sunday so uh just so i could be outside for for a while but anyway thank you all for listening um we'll be back next week with more content we appreciate you and if you disagree with us great if you agree with us great um leave us a comment let us know what you think about all this and we will see you next week peace out infamous podcast is recorded in kings mills ohio just north of cincinnati you can find new episodes every sunday on apple podcast youtube spotify google podcast our website or anywhere podcasts are downloaded this show is hosted by daryl jasper and me brian tudor to find more information about the show visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on facebook and instagram at infamous podcast to keep up with the show we also have a patreon page patreon.com Slash infamous podcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.